0: Hello, this is Benet Dior, the Coach Guardian, and welcome from wherever you are to Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got sales strategist extraordinaire, Jeremy Demerchant on the line, talking to us about our client enrollment calls. So I'll see you on the other side. Would you like to be able to manage all of your coaching clients beautifully, efficiently online from one single space where all of your information, meeting times, workbooks, videos are all in just one protected, secure, backed up zone that you know you can get access to no matter what happens to your computer, no matter where you are in the world. If you've answered a resounding yes, then you got to check out Life Coach Office. It's a one-stop shop coaching software package for your coaching business where you can do all of that and more. The best way to know if Life Coach Office is going to be a good fit for your coaching business or not is to jump on and give it a try. You've got an option for a free seven-day trial and all you need is an email address to sign up. So go in and check out Life Coach Office and sign up for that free seven-day trial. You can do that at lifecoachoffice.com. Today's guest is Jeremy S. Demerchant, the sales strategist. He's a best-selling author and international speaker and the founder of Permission to Sell Consulting Group. Jeremy helps entrepreneurs and sales professionals through powerful sales conversations and strategies. Let's hear what Jeremy has to say on the enrollment call. Hello, Jeremy, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I am looking forward to this conversation so much. This is a concept that's coming up in my mastermind groups and my signature program course as well. And I know that all of my students are dying to hear the outcome of this conversation. So no pressure at all. Uh, I'm so excited that we're going to be talking about discovery call mastery today, because it's such an important skill that a lot of coaches um, I'm noticing are really terrified of. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. I'd like to kick off. The show um, by just addressing the elephant in the room first, because because there are so many coaches who are just terrified of selling, and I just thought it would be really cool because I know that this this is your your mojo, your magic area. Um, Were you always this way? Did you come out of the womb like ready to sell, or was there like this defining moment where you saw the truth and the beauty and the glory? (laughs) (laughs) about being a a sales a sales guy um can you tell us a little bit about your story there
1: yeah well um I was the most antisocial kid you'd ever meet Uh, I was a little overweight I had these really sexy glasses which made me the least (laughs) popular kid in school and I basically got to the point where I didn't like my peers I didn't like kids because I was a kid that was bullied and I ended up getting a job at a local convenience store because as I s- stopped caring about impressing my friends, I wanted to focus on impressing my parents and teachers and all the other adults in the world. So I had a good relationship with the gentleman that owned the local convenience store across the road from my house. And so he offered me a job. It was like zero training, it's come in and start selling. And it was pretty transactional to start, but one weekend, this lottery ticket, the scratch ticket, um, arrived. And it had the brand of a billiards hall. It's called Dooley's here in Canada. And I like to play pool. Now, I clearly was too young. I was about 14. Uh, so I couldn't buy these scratch tickets, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. But I got really excited. And so the first person that walked through the door that day, I, I shared with them that I was excited. I said, you know, have you seen this ticket? And she ended up buying two. And I went, huh, that's interesting. And then the next person came in and I said, Hey, would you like a ticket? Check these out. And he walked away with one or two. And I realized that my enthusiasm about something can impact somebody's buying decision. And so that weekend, it was just a Saturday and Sunday that I worked, but I sold out of those tickets because I was really excited about them. <laughs> and it was like this light bulb moment for me. And although I'm still, honestly, I'm not great socially. But in anything that can be structured as a sales conversation or a strategy session, even socially, I'm fine. But that small talk stuff, I'm still not great at, to be honest. So the system actually works and it's completely changed me from the, the terrified introverted child to like, well, I've launched my own business. I've spoken throughout Canada and the U S complete game changer. For me. So the short answer is no, I wasn't like, I wasn't this way out of the womb, <laughs> but uh, it all came down to a little scratch ticket.
0: That's an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and, and my audience. It's just beautiful. And, but I think it really does, you know, it does awaken in the, the real essence of selling. And that is that you're genuinely excited about something and you want to share that with somebody else. Absolutely. That's awesome, okay, so at a high level let's get let's get into this. What is the end to end process um in a sales in a sales uh conver- conversation or sales uh, uh well, process <laughs> what's the process of a sales process jeremy
1: <laughs> well, so I could get really, really granular in here, but i won't i'm actually i'm a big fan of simplicity, and one of uh, something that I would consider A mentor is Jim Rohn, and he had this ability to take these most in-depth or complex concepts and bring them to such a a simple key lesson. And so I kind of like to use his philosophy when I look at bigger concepts, and I just like to keep it simple. So I've actually designed a process that I've actually given two titles to. Um, One thing I call it is the four E's of client enrollment. And sometimes I refer to it as the circles of attraction. And so I've broken the sales process down into four key sections. And once I describe them, it'll make a lot of sense to you because everything that happens, anything that you've personally experienced or your audience has experienced um, in pursuing clients and and enrolling clients fits into this structure. So, um, and it's helpful if you picture, think about four circles kind of inside each other. So a bigger one on the outside going into a smaller one in the middle.
0: So we're looking like a target.
1: Like a target. Exactly. Got it. And so the outside circle I call exposure. So this is the first time that your potential client or a prospect is, is exposed to you. And so in the in a traditional networking setting, maybe this is you walk into the room and you've got a great smile on your face and you've got a lot of energy and you just catch someone's attention, or vice versa, they catch yours. And then then and this also, also can apply online, like Facebook ads. Any way that that you pop up in front of your ideal client. And then from the exposure stage, people then want to experience you, but from a distance. So for example, on your Facebook, there's probably thousands of people that see your posts, but don't engage with them, right? They're sitting back to get a feel for how you interact in a traditional networking setting. This is somebody that's kind of sitting back in the corner, just keeping an eye on how you're interacting with people if there's hors d'oeuvres, it's, you know, how how polite is she when she takes a bite? Uh, how polite is she dealing with the servers? Does she look like she's carrying herself with confidence? Experiencing you from afar, so it happens in traditional setting or online. So this is why you know people can read your posts, can watch your videos. This is why blogs are really important because people can consume content and build trust with you without having to put their hand up and say, "Hey, I'm paying attention."
0: So what E is this? So we had explore for the outer ring and then the next ring.
1: This this is experience.
0: Experience. Yeah.
1: So they're going to experience you, but it's kind of from afar. Yeah. And then once they've had this experience and they build up the confidence or they decide that you're an appropriate fit, they move to the stage that I call engagement. And so this is in social media. If they click like, they comment in a networking setting, they come up and introduce themselves to you. This is where they're comfortable enough to say, Hey, I'm paying attention. Notice me back. And then the final E is enrollment. And this is some kind of conversation that is a conversion activity of some sort. So it could be uh, from that networking conversation Hey, you know, let's get together and have a 60 minute strategy session or a 15 minute discovery call or let's just uh, follow up in two days and see if there's some, some way I can help you. And of course, there's a full conversation that would go on before you try to make that close, but those are kind of the four steps, the exposure, experience, engagement, and enrollment. And so if you think of yourself standing in the middle of that target, the further somebody is in proximity, and this actually was, when I designed it, it was actually based on a trade show booth, how far somebody was out from your booth, how to get them closer and closer, but it applies to the general sales process as well.
0: Yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it in my business. I'm thinking of my clients. I can see it. Yeah, it works.
1: And so in order to get them to that enrollment, almost always they need to go through these stages. There's there's different ways you can get them through each stage more quickly. So for example, a sales conversation or a strategy session or discovery call um, can build that like, know, and trust factor a lot more quickly than if they read, just read your blog and then they download a freebie from your website and then they go through some follow-up emails. That that stuff can work, but it's a lot slower process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's
1: a lot of power in, in discovery sessions and strategy sessions that make a, a, it's a complete game changer for business.
0: Yeah, so let's. I mean, the the purpose of our. Thank you for setting the scene. That was exactly what I was looking for, and I love the how easy it is. I mean, I drew the, my target with the four rings, and then wrote my three my four E words in the middle, and it's like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. So thank you for laying it out so so visually too for our visuals in the in the visual listeners who are tuning in. Um, so, but this this call really is all about that strategy session or the discovery session. Um, can we? Do we need to cover anything else in the three E's before we like hone in on that centerpiece? I get that you're a wealth of knowledge about all that stuff, (laughs) but I wanna make sure we leave with the end prize of today, which is some real clarity around how to make our discovery sessions even more powerful and successful. I think
1: think just the the key piece is exposure is that first first exposure, right? How do you get in front of somebody new or how do you notice a potential prospect? Um, The experience is, you know, they wanna experience you from afar before they decide if they wanna move forward. Engagement is that willingness to let you know they're paying attention. And then the enrollment is kind of the the core magic of this conversation.
0: Okay. Excellent. So let's, um, let's, 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 let's talk about that enrollment piece then. What is, and first let's clarify because I know that you, um, like strategy sessions. Uh, I I know that a lot of coaches in, in my network are talking about discovery calls, um, can you tell us a little bit, bit about what they are and and um and how they're how they're different is one better than another just uh, sort of lay the groundwork for us there
1: sure so a lot of people use the terms discovery call and strategy session or discovery session and strategy session interchangeably and in my mind they're not the same um, i look at a, i think of a discovery call as We're jumping on a phone to discover something about the prospect. Ultimately, you you wanna convert them into a client, but it's more about asking them about their situation, discovering what their goals and their needs are. Where my approach is what I would call a strategy session. These are typically longer, and I actually do share strategies. And so here's the the biggest difference. A discovery call, from what I've seen in my experience, they can be anywhere from 10 minutes to 45 minutes and sometimes they go 60 but at that point you're doing more than just discovery where my strategy sessions are typically 60 minutes and sometimes i creep over and the biggest differentiator is discovery calls tend to be free my strategy session because i can say that i will give you value no matter what I can charge for those. And so the way that typically works on my end, I'll say the investment is, for example, $147. And if at the end of our session, you don't feel like you've gotten at least that value from the call, then I'll refund your money before the call's done. And this is where why this part matters. Because if somebody's not willing to invest the money for that strategy session, then they are probably not in a position to invest in my services.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a filter.
1: It is. It's a qualifier. Yeah.
0: A qualifier. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's really the key. Um, I Cause one thing that I've found is that when I get off the phone with somebody, if I didn't make the sale, I don't want to feel bad about it. I don't want to be attached to that outcome. And that's kind of another piece that we'll, we'll talk about. But if my goal is to give value so that they, the, the prospect can actually take something from it and take action, whether or not they hire me, then I think I've done a good job. And this approach has resulted in people that initially say no, often sending me emails saying how much they appreciate the content, and then they end up coming back to me for additional support anyway, because I've built that like-no trust factor, and I can also get referrals that way. Right. Just because I wasn't the right fit for them right now doesn't mean I have to burn that bridge. Right. I don't, I'm not that, that salesperson that wants to, you know, say, you know, make the decision now. And you gotta, you, if you, you you know, you want to change your life, you want to make it happen, all that, all that pressure stuff. I don't like that. And I think that's one of the challenges a lot of, especially in the coaching space,
0: people become coaches
1: because they want to help people. And the resistance to sales tends to be because they feel that that is the opposite of helping people.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So that's, that's the big difference for me. Well,
0: and that's cool. I mean, the strategy session really turns it around because you're getting paid. So you can, you're you valuing your work and they're valuing your work. And there's always that get out clause that if they didn't get value, they get their money back. So it's like, it's just good karma all the way around.
1: And, and the best part in my experience, so I've been in business for nearly four years now. And I've never once had somebody ask for the refund.
0: I believe that <laughs> having met you <laughs> uh, by the way, listeners, I met Jeremy on a strategy call. I called in about a certain course. Jeremy was the, the man who took the call and I, he's just blown me away with how amazing he is. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, will you come on the podcast and just share your mojo with our listeners? Cause coaches need to know how to do this stuff with the grace that, you know, you know how to do it. with." <laughs> Okay, so why are um, well we can we can here change the language if you want. I know we said we're going to talk about discovery calls, but why are discovery calls and or um, strategy sessions such important or powerful sales tools in that you know once you get to that enrollment phase?
1: Well, the the nice thing about it, um, and I kind of touched on it earlier, if you have a prospect and you want them to read your blog and download your freebie and go through an email sequence for 18 months and then someday maybe they'll jump on some kind of webinar and maybe they'll buy right? that right? That's, that's the online marketing approach. There's ways to speed it up, obviously. But even when you go through the online marketing structure, you're more likely to get a $7 sale, a $47 sale, a $97 sale. Whereas if you have a strategy session, you have the ability to build a much higher level of rapport A higher level of trust. And so the person that's potentially going to invest in in your product or service, they get to know you as a person. And and today we hear all this talk about be authentic, be the real you. And I think it's great because it's far too easy for somebody to to fake a persona online, like put a nice website up and hey, you look like you're professional. Well, I'm speaking to you from my home office. Um, I don't mind that I don't necessarily look totally professional at the moment. I did take the blazer off today, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but that's me. And I want people to know me for who I am, because if I'm going to work with them one-on-one for the next three, six, nine, 12 months, better get along from the start, right? If if somebody comes in under false pretenses, it's going to either be a real struggle as we argue about an agreement that they made, or we're going to have a really awkward breakup in the near future. Does that
0: make sense? It it does. It really does. And I, what I like about it too, I mean, I've I've started my, my first online business in 2009 and I can really see, it, you know, as I've been going along, you know, selling information products and then online courses, but there's been a real shift in, I think, moving away from that kind of approach and, and a real reconnection with personal interaction. It might still be online through a Zoom call or something, um, but you're still talking to a real person as opposed to just buying a thing um, and, and where you don't, you're missing that personal connection. So, I mean, this approach of a strategy session just really, I guess, kickstarts that personal connection straight away, and and it just it just takes that relationship to a whole another whole another level. Um, it's a whole lot warmer, uh, connected, integrated. It's got good karma. Like, there's just I can see so much power to it, and I really feel that with with technology and everything, it like sort of speeding up. <laughs> the world as it is right now that people are really craving that you know what, like well i'm getting to talk to you and really valuing that um more and more and more
1: yeah absolutely in fact um not to get too far off track but that exact reason is why people are using chat box on websites now chat chat box bots okay, you know? okay. Uh, because it actually can increase your sales by up to 40 percent because they have that human touch in a world that's all digital
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that is a whole nother conversation. Yeah, so let's yeah. park that one. But I've keep, I keep coming across the, this term over and over and over. Okay. It's clear. I got I got to do something about that for my listeners because they're probably wondering like, oh, tell me more. Okay. But let's, let's keep going. So um, does every coach need to be able to do uh, strategy sessions or discovery calls, whichever they decide is the best for their business um, or, or not?
1: Well, it depends on what level you want to support people. So, in my opinion, and it is just my opinion, if you want to help people in a one on one or high level small group environment, then you need to have some process that you filter and qualify people and have the ability to develop a strong level of that like, know, and trust that I've mentioned a few times now. So, as a coach, you could conceptually enroll people into, you know, a 97 or $197 a month group coaching program through automated webinars forever and ever. And that might be fantastic. But if you want to work um, at a higher level and have people be willing to invest at a higher level with you, then that strategy session piece is really, really valuable. Now, as you build a brand and build authority, it doesn't necessarily have to be you personally doing those sessions. So for example, um, when you and I met, I actually, the, I was, uh, the, the company that ran the training that you saw is one of my clients. And so they invested in hiring me to do those strategy sessions. And that's because they have a process in place where they can already build a high level of authority. But even in that scenario, we found that we need more direct contact between the prospect and them and not just, just have me as the middleman. Yeah. So, so that relationship piece is just so huge. And I think the balance is if you've got, you know, a, a larger platform and you've, you know, you've been public, and this is just examples, you don't need all these, but you know, if you've been, you know, you, you're a contributor to, um, to, Forbes magazine or something or Inc magazine and your published author and bestseller and all this stuff, or you're just on stage, something that you've, or your social media following is so large that you've just, you've got this big audience, right? And so you've got this authority piece built up. Then it's okay to have somebody at least pre-qualify these calls before you go one-on-one with somebody. But I still think if you want to have people invest at higher levels and when I say higher levels, I mean, 15 to $50,000 a year to work with you, you wanna have a conversation with them.
0: Definitely. Do you see any need for having a conversation for anything below, say, that $15,000 mark?
1: It really depends on the program. I actually just saw a a training recently, and they suggested that when you're doing a webinar, um, anything that's 3,000 or above, should have a strategy session as kind of a, like a buy application only type of process. So you meet with a member of our team to see if you're the right fit. And mm-hmm. those are more of a discovery call scenario, but because it truly is about qualifying and less about helping build strategy. But that $3,000 mark was the, was kind of that level that was suggested in the training. And that makes a lot of sense to me, right? You see people all over the place. i um, selling their, their 1997 programs. Mm-hmm. And it's just sign up on the order page. Here's the link. Mm-hmm. But there's something above that where this has sort of become the norm. Like typically, coaching programs are 997 or 1997, and if you want higher level support, you're going to invest more.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so I think that I wasn't you that kind of picked that number out, but it makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. No, it's good to have baseline. I mean, because that was, that was what I was digging at with this question was, you know, if, if a coach is thinking, oh, okay, wow, do I, should I be integrating discovery or strategy sessions in my uh, enrollment process uh, or not? Like if there is a, a price point where, you know, if they've got a product that is that 197 or maybe even a $1,000 program, then it sounds like mm, it's not an obvious yes.
1: Right. However, I will mention I know that there's a lot of coaches that are struggling to get their, their first few sales their first few clients. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that's new kind of in that phase, or maybe you've been a coach for a while and you just want to be able to generate income more quickly and help people at a higher level. Those conversations are still your fastest path to cash. Yeah. So creating the webinars, the email sequences, there's so many hurdles that you can force yourself to procrastinate because you're, Worried about it being perfect. If you just go out to a local networking event, introduce yourself to people, and keep showing up, because consistency is key for that stuff, the more you speak to people, I have a day each week, and the theme is community. And so I go to Toastmasters meetings, I go to a local um, uh, startup accelerator place, and just speak to people, get involved in Chamber of Commerce networking events, just to continue to have those conversations because you never know when someone's gonna say, you know what, it's funny, I was thinking about you yesterday because yeah. of a conversation we had three months ago. Yeah. And if you can get into those conversations, you can go from someone that barely knows you yeah. to a $30,000 sale in a single conversation.
0: Okay, so it sounds like, especially for new coaches, you know, oh, should I be, should I be wasting my time doing discovery calls or strategy sessions? It sounds like yes yes because yes. it's it's the fastest way to actually see if you're a good fit or not, and then uh, one thing that I love about um I've just sort of you know been in an online world for so long and kind of pulled away from doing um, discovery sessions and I've re engaged with them in the last year and I've just really enjoyed the the connection and the the hearing the language and the problems and it's just keeping my work a whole lot more fresh and mm-hmm. And it's been really valuable for my whole creation process. So I've been enjoying that double side of, of the connection too.
1: Absolutely, if you can record your strategy sessions or discovery calls, just to hear the language that your ideal client is using when they describe their problem, it they, they basically write your marketing material for you.
0: Totally, They just you can just right. knock out a sales page in like 30 minutes, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> especially like if you've I, got it. Oh. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. I don't know how many times that I've, I've gotten off a call and there was a problem that came up that made total sense that I should be able to solve. And I just hadn't thought of it. Uh-huh. And The other really nice thing about this strategy sessions is you can create a custom plan for somebody. You're like, wow, I absolutely want to help this person. You're not stuck into the box of, well, my program does X, Y, and Z. You can say, you know what, let's work together uh, for the next 90 days to help you achieve A, B, and C. And then at that point we'll revisit, see how much progress we've made and decide from what happens next.
0: Yeah, okay, I think and then that kind of pulls in some of the consulting techniques. Um, which which is really nice. I think this merger of being a consultant and a coach, it, uh, especially in the enrollment process, is really beneficial. So <laughs> I don't know if you if you agree. I come from a consulting background, so I just see the fit, and it's just it's really. Oh yeah, cool. I'm in the same boat. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well let's get into it. I know everybody's probably like, okay, tell us how to how do we do it? We're so excited. We want to well, we want to know the steps. So how do you discuss? How do you conduct um, a successful Uh, discovery strategy session what are the steps and the tips
1: well so I've broken it down into into seven main steps Um, and this has come from uh, well three plus almost four years of picking out what other people teach and do really well um, in my own experiences with a lot of strategy sessions so the first one we touched on is filter Um, I once found myself in a situation where I had uh, five calls in a week and I didn't close any and, and I got really stressed and I talked to my coach and I said, what's going on? And they said, or he said, well, you're not qualifying them. You're just having sessions with anybody that'll spend the $97 at, at that, at that time. And I realized I was, I hadn't positioned it properly. So filtering is the first one. And so that can either be done with an application or with a feed, like we talked about, or both. Um, I know there's, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Justin Livingston, but he has a, a a really high-end mastermind program, and he gets you to invest $500 as an application fee before you even talk to anybody. And it's a $25,000 program, or at least it was last time I looked. And so it makes total sense. If you can't swing $500, you're not going to probably be interested in spending
0: $25,000. Got it. Right? Yeah.
1: And, and there was an application, the, or application to go with it as well. So filter is the first one. The second is frame for authority. So often we try to have some form of strategy session discovery call on the fly. Like we get into a conversation at a networking event, and suddenly we think we should get into a sales conversation. And that doesn't work because, or even if you say, hey, uh, let's grab a coffee next week. Don't do that in your coaching business. It'll eat up your time um, and it will not get you results. What's really important is to be able to frame it as, like if you want to connect with somebody the week after a networking event, say, for example, say, hey, I'm going to call you Tuesday. I'm chat and see what makes sense. Talk to them for 15 minutes. I refer to it as a coffee chat, but you don't physically go for coffee. And within the 15 minutes, you determine whether or not there's an opportunity for the strategy session. And then say, hey, look, why don't we... Book a 60 minute strategy session, and then you frame it and you say, uh, You know, this is going to be a, a formal session. You can talk about an investment or there's an application for you, whatever you decided for the filter. But you frame it so that they are really clear that this is a specific session that you offered to prospective clients and it's part of your business. This isn't, hey, let's go hang out and talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. And so that framing positions it completely in, in a different light because they know, okay, this is you positioned as an expert. This isn't you that I met three years ago um, that was thinking about starting a business. This is, whoa, okay, she's got this figured out. She's got a framework. It's amazing what a framework does for authority. And you just stick with the structure. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so it's a, it's a nice, so in a way it's, I'm just thinking it's linear because we've got the filter because we've got an application or a cost, but then we've got the frame for authority, which could actually be running. It, it could actually be first, that one.
1: It, it could, yeah. So it depends on on the situation, but you're absolutely right. Okay. Um, it can go in either order. Um, the important part is that uh, for that frame for, for authority, that the person that you're meeting with doesn't feel like it's just a chat. Don't say just a chat to get in front of somebody and try to make it into a strategy session. Mm-hmm. Set it up as this is the strategy session.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. Now it's like, oh, well, do you have a script for that 15-minute coffee chat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I don't have one written out, but I can create one pretty quickly. <laughs> I can push record on my iPhone next time I have one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, I mean, yeah, like, so the the outcome, what is the the end goal for that one? Like, what's the mindset that the coach should be in if they're going to have this Do this frame for authority step with this 15 minute coffee chat, which is actually just a phone conversation?
1: Well, so the key is to identify an opportunity. So, this actually could be described as what I would call a discovery call 15 minute discovery call just to see if there's a match, if there's a problem that you think you can solve, if you can add value to that person's life. You're trying to establish that in that 15 minutes. Got it. And if you can, then say, Great, let's actually do the full strategy session. Let me um, ensure you walk away with um, a plan to achieve X, Y, Z that you mentioned uh, when we spoke earlier. And at the end, if there's more that we can do together and it feels like a fit, then we can talk about it from there.
0: Cool. So this, I can see this working really well. If you're going out networking and you're meeting people at at events face to face, um, does it work the same if you're, if if you've been meeting online? I mean, you know, like in, in Facebook groups or could you give us a, paint us a picture of how that, how that might play itself out?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, there's a couple ways ways to do it. And it depends on the, the conversation you've had. A lot of these things happen through Facebook messenger once you get them from the conversation in the group. But typically what I would say is, uh, if, if the conversation starts in the group, we'll say, Hey, uh, a PM me, if you have a question about this, or I shoot them a private message and I let them know in the group that I did that. And then in that private message, it's very open-ended. It's, you know, tell me a little bit more about whatever the topic is because I wanna get a feel for their pain point. And I wanna have some background before I say, let's jump on the call, because I don't want them to feel like I'm this hungry coach looking to close my next sale. I want them to get the feeling, and this is really about posture, that I'm here to add value. And if that value is to the point where we need to create a relationship, a professional relationship, then I'm willing to do that as well. But let's see first.
0: Yeah, got it.
1: Yeah, so if you kind of have make people feel like they need to prove themselves to you or qualify themselves to you, it just changes the dynamic.
0: Yeah. That make
1: sense.
0: Yeah, it does make sense. Um, it's very powerful, and it's not. I mean, like you could listen to just the words that you just said and think, "Oh, I don't want people to have to prove themselves to me." But it there's something very gentle and and, and beautiful about that. But whereas if you just listen to the words, actually it might sound a bit brutal, but <laughs> I think the intention I think is, is, is really pure. Can I say that word? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Cause
1: okay. I mean, you, you want to qualify them and, and you want uh, like the, the, the change in the relationship when your posture shifts from, Oh my goodness, I need a client to let's see if this person's the right fit to work with me. Yeah it changes your posture you can be you you come across with more confidence yeah you can uh it, it just feels different to to the prospect because they automatically feel a different level of authority and it doesn't feel like you've got what i call commission breath <laughs>
0: <laughs> <'Cause that laughs> <happens>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're right. It stinks, right? You don't want yeah. commission breath because it scares away your ideal clients.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's keep going. So um, we've got, we've got the filter step. We've got the frame for authority step. What's next?
1: Uh, the next is frame for the offer. So when you're actually in, start the strategy session. I like to start off by saying um, over the next 60 minutes, my goal is to support you and ensure that you leave the session with the tools and strategies that you can implement right away after the 60 minutes, if we both feel that we're a fit and I can support you in accomplishing those goals, I may invite you to join me in one of my programs. Is that fair? And nobody's going to say no. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And so what that does is you're getting their permission to make an offer at the end. Mm-hmm. And that way you don't have that awkward shift at the end where you go, oh, now he's going to sell me something. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, Value, 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 and then it's not even about selling; it's more about inviting. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a second. Wonderful. So, um, so the next step is actually focusing on the process. Now, I will admit, I'm the worst at this step. I <laughs> ask questions, and we get—I mean, even in our conversation that we first had, we went all over the place. In fact, in our, <laughs> we both are really chatty, so we actually ended up having two sessions to be able to to <laughs> really, you know, get get the goals. So, mm-hmm. um, so in this, this is the one scenario where, where I say, do what I say and not what I do, uh, but focus on the process. And so there's a full process that I have and it's laid out in another uh, document. It's called the five season successful sales conversations. And, um, I'll, I'll, let your listeners know where they can get that for free at the end, if that's all right.
0: Thank you. That'd be awesome. And so,
1: but the, the process, it takes you very like step by step through Five specific steps that you need to have to develop that relationship. Identify the gap that people have. You know, why do they think you can help them? What what inspired them to to connect with you? And so you learn more about them. So I won't go in too in depth in, in this particular conversation, but in that cheat sheet, um, it's a it's a really great resource. So I encourage everyone to, to so download that. So
0: what am I? What I'm hearing is like it's it's so great that they can print it out jump on a strategy session, follow that process and feel really good and, and confident about what they're doing.
1: It really is that good. Awesome. Okay. <laughs>
0: Everybody go and download that. We'll give you the link at the end and I'll put it in the show notes too.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I've actually had a, had a client, uh, he closed $10,000 sales and he had it posted to his wall next to his computer screen. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I did that. Yep. Yeah, I did that. Yep. Yeah, I did that. $10,000 sale closed.
0: This stuff works. Yeah, it does. Okay.
1: Uh, so the next step is facilitate the opportunity. So I mentioned at the end when it comes time to make the offer, it's less about offering something and more like inviting. Mm-hmm. And so this is really key. So I make sure that I'm going for the entire 60 minutes focusing on strategy first. Now, a lot of people don't do this, and it does take a fair amount of time, but the clients that hire me, they invest at a fairly high level. So I'm happy to do it. and if if I close three out of ten, that still is a really great financial result for me and I can create a really great income for the right people. And so I don't mind if there's, you know, seven or so that aren't the right fit for me. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So facilitating the opportunity is more about inviting them to, to have a higher level of support. It's not about making the pitch and making the sale. It's, you know, would you like me to help you? You mentioned your goals for a, B and C, and I think I can help you with that. Would you like to hear more? And just go into talking about really goal-oriented processes that you already have. So if you work one-on-one with people, you can mention, you know, you mentioned you want to achieve X, Y, Z. Well, we're going to go first and map out a plan. And that's going to take the first two weeks to really get the plan nailed down. And then the next step is going to be A, B, C, where we're going to go here, here, and here, because you mentioned you want to achieve this. Does that make sense? And they're going to say yes. Yes. And so it's really f- matching what you can offer with the goals that they stated in that process part. Cause you're, you're going to find that they're they're and, and if I back up a little bit in that five C's of successful sales conversations, you get really, really deep with people. Like this isn't like, um, what's, what's your biggest challenge. This is like, you can get down to find out people want to, make this change in their life because something from their childhood made them them want to be just like a parent or the complete opposite of how a parent was, or like, you can get really deep in that process. So uh, by this point in the call, you've got some really personal information that you want to be very respectful with, but also these key pieces are the the trigger points for the change that they want to make.
0: Yeah, so linking them back to the steps or the modules in your work, in your, in your coaching, are essential for them to see and, I guess, imagine them achieving that transformation because you're, you're helping them make the connection. Like They don't just intuitively get it just because they've talked about it. You need to help connect the dots. Is that what I'm hearing? Have I interpreted that correctly?
1: <laughs> absolutely. 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 Okay. And, at this, and at this point, you've, you know, you've been on the call for 60 minutes, but you haven't talked much about your program at all. So this is the point where you match it. So you don't even need to get into the nitty gritty. You just need to say, you want to achieve this. This is how my program helps you do that.
0: Yeah. Go through
1: the key key pieces.
0: Okay. And can you, let's just talk just really briefly. So the conversation is a 60 minute conversation. This last step five or this step five, we've got two more to go, facilitate the opportunity. What percentage of the call is that? roughly
1: well so i, I kind of so i, I actually kind of slip into this at about the 55 58 minute mark
0: okay so it's right so, at the end
1: so i i actually almost always go over the 60 minutes okay which means if somebody you need to have a good report in order for them to actually let you pitch so i actually use it as another qualifier if we don't have a good connection at that point i might just say you know it was awesome i don't know think we're the right fit together to work together uh, but you know let me know if you have any questions i'm happy to help and okay. I can just leave it, right? But if I feel that connection, then the call will just go on. Yeah, yeah. My 1st client, the call went for two and a half hours. Now, try not to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but it, you know, it was a really great experience, and this client went from no business to six figures in six months because we clicked so well, and this person was someone that was really committed to achieving the results.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah, well, you know, but what I'm loving with this is like you're just not in a rush. You're being present with the person you're talking with. You're looking for a genuine connection, and I just think that if that that coaches can take so much value from modeling your your experience with that, because they often just become deer in headlights and get just get scared in you know a fear of rejection. But it's actually not about you know there is no anticipated outcome. You're just there to to connect and, and see if you can get excited about helping <laughs> this person. Uh, that was a bit of a ramble, but you could probably say all that a whole lot more succinctly.
1: <laughs> well, and, and the next F actually um, is forfeit your assumptions.
0: And okay, so, here we go. Nice lead in. Well, yeah, anyway.
1: <laughs> and so the, the key piece here, and uh, you and I actually had not had a chance to t- talk about it, but I really encourage my clients to have three levels of offerings and the rule that I have for my clients and for myself as well is to always offer your client the highest level of support that's appropriate for them. So it doesn't matter if you think they're rolling in money or you're concerned about them putting food on the table. If you have a program that happens to be $25,000 or $15,000, and that's the one that you truly think will make the biggest impact in their life. It's your responsibility to offer it to them and not kind of go kind of back off and and shrink yourself down and be nervous about that. Because if you take that option away from them, you don't know what what else you might have taken away from them, right? If you can change somebody's life and it happens to be a $15,000 investment, but it can be a complete game changer to them and you're nervous because you heard them mention something about struggling to pay a bill you're robbing them of that opportunity just because you were scared. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's actually, it's harming, it's harming them. So it is
1: absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And so always offer the highest level of support that is appropriate for their circumstances. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you think they do or don't have. Okay. And then with the three, with the three product model, then you can go down to the next level if the, if the ideal one isn't the right fit right now as long as you show the difference in what the support is compared to the difference in the investment, um, typically people land either the first or the second one anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really important though, because if you just assume people can't invest in, you know, your one-on-one support or the high level support, no one's ever going to, because you're going to be too nervous to pitch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think and we really owe it. I mean, as a part of karma to, to let, adults take personal responsibility for their lives i mean we're all coaches we all have learned that how essential that is in our own life so yeah we we, we are almost obligated by our trade <laughs> to allow people to take personal responsibility Absolutely. okay I, I love that step okay what's next what's the last step
1: the last step is the one that most people will be nervous about <laughs> friends and colleagues because this is the place so the, the benefit of doing a strategy session where you've delivered value is even if they don't say yes, you can still ask them for a referral. Okay. And so whether it's, you know, someone that they know, someone they work with, you can just say, okay, so I understand we're not the right fit right now. That's fine. I feel like you've gotten a pretty good idea of how it works. Is that fair? Yeah, great. Can you think of anyone that you think might be a good fit in, in working with me? Mm -hmm. And then write them down and just say, Hey, can, you know, could you give me their names? or give me introductions. Um, Side note, uh, he or she who holds the contact information controls the call or the conversation. Mm -hmm. So if you can get someone to give you that contact information and then still get an introduction if you can, but if you wait for them to introduce you, it'll probably never happen.
0: Okay. So just go ahead and reach out once you've got that referral. I,
1: I, w- I would actually get bo- have both of their emails and say, hi, Sharon, uh, I had a conversation with Jimmy last week and he mentioned that you and I should connect and you had these specific goals, um, would love to set up a strategy session. And for referrals, I waive my strategy session fee or something like that, right? Because a referral is like a better qualifier than an application fee.
0: Cool. Okay. That's a nice tip. Thank you for throwing that in there. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. And what kind of what kind of response rate I'm just curious what kind of response rate do you normally get on those kind of referrals?
1: um quite frankly there you mean when i when I do reach out to the referrals
0: yeah, yeah i mean if if you know there wasn't that introduction step you know from the other person if you just reach out and i'm I'm guessing you're you're copying in the person who referred you into that email
1: yeah, in fact quite honestly i I often do it over messenger mm-hmm. I just include them both in the initial message, so there's that kind of third party validation. Yeah. Um, and typically it's it's great because when there's a referral, I do waive the fee
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it's a good qualifier. And people are really open to it because once you remove the fee, then there's less risks because they, they don't know who you are typically, right? They just know mm-hmm. that uh Jimmy said that it could be a great fit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I trust Jimmy and so you know i will talk to the guy.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: when you're going through this high value strategy session process you get to see if they're a good fit, but they also get a taste of what you do. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it may not be a sale and one piece that isn't built into this model, uh, but is super important is to never be attached to the outcome. Right. So I mentioned that earlier, focus on delivering the value and focus on the process. So ultimately we're salespeople and we can't Mm -hmm. control the outcome, but we can control the activities. So if you're going step by step through the activities, eventually the sales will come
0: yeah to the pro- and i don't I, I i've been you know i'm i'm not somebody who really loves sales or sales calls and i can i can be a bit nervous um but wh- i find that once i do have a good process and i've try it once or maybe maybe twice in some cases and i feel comfortable with it and actually it it's actually a really fun conversation it just <laughs> it's not scary anymore because i've got this process i know why each step is there and i just trust it and, and you know at the end at the end of the day you end up connecting and having a really enriching conversation with somebody mm. yeah Absolutely. so so thank you for giving us such an amazing process
1: oh yeah my pleasure
0: so Um, let's see, where do we want to go now? Um, I think that, you know, this is feeling really, really complete to me, especially with the, um, the lovely handout you're, you're offering to all of our listeners. So let's, let's, um, I just like to, in my wrap up, I like to just have you reflect for a minute about, or a couple of seconds about, you know, everything we've just talked about today. And if, if our listeners could take just one you know, piece of gold or one thing that they integrate into their life as, or their, and their business as a result of having listened to this podcast today, what would you, what would you like that to be?
1: Well, I don't want to overshadow the the process we spend most of the time on, but I think that one piece that makes the biggest impact, especially to coaches is that last thing we mentioned was not being attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. Often we get onto a call and whether it's, you know, we feel we need to make a sale or we need to get our first client. We we start focusing on, okay, I'm going to make the sale. I'm going to make the sale. I'm going to make the sale. Well, we're in the wrong mindset. In fact, initially when I started my biggest sales, I made late at night when I was exhausted and truly didn't
0: care.
1: <laughs> so to to be done. It's been 60 plus minutes. And I remember the, the first one, the, the lady, she said yes to a $11,000 proposal. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I closed it. And I remember going out of the room and went, wait a minute, I just closed an $11,000 client. <laughs> wow. And then I started to wake up. <laughs> but I was really tired. So it's interesting how you can detach yourself from that outcome and how more relaxed you can be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's really the, the key piece. If you just separate yourself from the outcome and make it about going through the process, how many calls can I make? How many people can I speak to? How many relationships can I develop? Mm-hmm. Even then the rest will just come.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. So just let go of the outcome, trust the process, and just do it.
1: (laughs) Do I I have time for a very short story?
0: Yes, please.
1: Okay. So uh, that one client that I mentioned that went from no business to six figures in six months, uh, I remember that that was the the first time I pitched a big ticket sale. And I remember I was uh, using a video chat software. Uh, He was in, I'm in, New Brunswick in Canada, and he was in a different province. And I remember, I the language that I used, I said, "And the investment to work with me is," and I gave the price, and if you, for the for the full year, and if you pay up front, I'll give you a five thousand dollar discount to get an idea what that level was at. And then I just remembered that I had to sit in silence, because another side tip: uh, the person that breaks the silence one that gets sold now that's a horrible horrible language around that but that's the most succinct way I can put it
0: yeah I've heard that one before too it's true I've yeah I've practiced it it's mm. Mm
1: -hmm. okay I I, I just remember staring at my image on the video chat with a straight face to ensure that I didn't change my look so there was no like inside I was going oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh but I was on video so I couldn't do that right Mm -hmm. so I just sat there and I stared and it was about two and a half minutes of sitting in silence staring at my own image because i didn't want to look at him and i was like uh you know what's he gonna say what's he gonna say i'm really nervous and he came back with if i paid for four months up front can i still get a discount it's <laughs> like that is the right question okay <laughs> right,
0: was, was it really two and a half minutes that is an eternity when you're on you're a me. call like this <laughs> wow well yeah t-
1: honestly i don't know exactly how long it was but that's the closest number I can guess without, I mean, it felt like 50.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, sometimes 30 seconds can feel like an eternity. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. So he was just, he was just calculating in his head. He
1: was yeah. Thinking yeah this is, the, this is one of the, the key pieces is that when we interrupt the thought, someone's thought process, we don't know what it was. We interrupted. We assume based on silence that we're uncomfortable with that they need more information to make a decision, mm-hmm. but we really need to, and this is actually in that cheat sheet that five season successful sales conversations um, you need to forgive my language, but just shut up
0: yeah, definitely just, uh,
1: their brain's process
0: yeah oh cool I'm so glad you you did share that story with us, thanks, jeremy, I think that was a yeah that was a good thing we can all we can all take something from for sure, okay, so if Thank you so much. I mean, you've just given us so much gold and I think confidence to jump into our next uh, discovery call or strategy session with enthusiasm and, and joy and curiosity just about you know testing out this process and how it can really change our, the way we think about, about sales. Um, if coaches want to learn even more about you and your work, I know you've got some amazing um, online programs that people can get into through to your strategy sessions and, and more. Um, how can they, how can they find you? Oh, and yeah. And how can they find your, um, your uh, cheat sheet?
1: Yeah. So let's start with that. Uh, so my, my cheat sheet, you can download, I'm actually going to, uh, I've got to set up at a special link just for your audience. Oh, thank you. Your audience can go to permissiontosell.com forward slash coach pep talk.
0: Awesome. Okay. That's okay. nice and easy. Yeah. Okay. And we'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So you guys can find it there. Um, And if they want to check out your website, uh, well, it's pretty obvious, but I'll just let you tell mm-hmm. us your website too, so they can check that out as well.
1: Yeah, so it's just permissiontosell.com is the main website. And I do have a sales-focused Facebook group. It's permissiontosell.group.
0: Excellent. So if you guys are looking for your next sales guru, Jeremy might be just who you've been looking for. All right, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so much for all of the information you've um, shared with us today. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing your wisdom with my tribe.
1: Thanks for having me. appreciate it.
0: And thank you listeners for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. Be sure to go and like the show on iTunes. That's great karma for us and social proof, which is so important in the world of coaching. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching. Before you head off for the day, I have a very special invitation for you as the founder of universal coaching systems it's my mission here on this planet to contribute to raising the vibrational state of humanity and i do that by helping coach change makers like you get your absolute best work into the world now universal coaching systems my company has put together a whole bunch of different resources and tools and assets for you to make a big impact in the world. And I'd really love to share those with you. So what you can do if you'd like to stay involved in the Universal Coaching Systems ecosystem is to go on over to our website and opt into our freebie. That'll get you on our list so that you'll get up to date with everything we can do to help you, as well as be informed first of our new tools that we've got coming out soon. Get your best work to the world by going to UniversalCoachingSystems.com and filling in your name and email address and pressing submit. Happy coaching.